millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Children's screen time is a delicate topic in many households. Like how much is too much? Are some screen-based activities better than others? And how can parents make sure they stick to the rules themselves and don't end up looking like total hypocrites? The ABC's Parental as Anything tries to find some helpful tips and solutions to everyday parenting dilemmas. And with research suggesting that children in Australia are spending one-third of every day in front of a screen, the show's host, parenting educator Maggie Dent, asks Dr Christy Goodwin to tackle some of the challenges of raising kids in the digital age. These technologies... Uh, it's important to note, have all been designed in many instances by psychologists and neuroscientists to make them addictive. They appeal to our psychological vulnerabilities. And one of our human vulnerabilities is our need for reward. You know, we crave that. Um, So yes, I think we are becoming conditioned to that and conditioning young kids to that. You know, we see it even with adolescents, you know, who are infatuated with social media. They're conditioned on that external praise and likes. We've got adolescent girls who delete pictures before they've had a sufficient number of likes within a certain period of time. We know that our kids kind of more and more are exposed earlier because they copy us, let's be true. And I'd, I'd love you to share your story about your, your son and <laughs> your phone because I thought that was really beautiful because we might think I haven't taught them so they shouldn't actually know how to get into my phone and do stuff. So can yes. you tell me that? I so, love uh, that story. So I have a, a, what I discovered was a very tech-savvy four-year-old son, <laughs> uh, Billy, I went to the bathroom and I'll say it was a very quick toilet break. Um, and in the space of me going to the bathroom, I came back out and Billy had unlocked my phone, had asked Siri to change my Apple ID from Christy Goodwin um, and change my Google ID to another name. And the name that he had selected that he felt was appropriate um, was Stinky Bum Bum. Uh, rather humiliating when you reply to an email from a journalist about kids and screen time and your profile comes up as Stinky Bum Bum. <laughs> So I'm not perfect at this, but kids are tech savvy. And this is why it's also equally part scary. You know, they can stumble across inappropriate content. They can be approached by predators. And our kids are very vulnerable and trusting in many instances. So I often say to parents, you've got kids that can't wipe their bottom yet, but can download $250 in in in-app purchases on an app. So, yeah, scary stuff. Okay, That's an accident, by the way. I love that. The hot button issue that you and I have spoken about a lot, which just makes my heart ache sometimes, and that is that is pornography. Mm. And um, in our world today, we know it's children don't even have to go looking for it, that it finds them. I know just automatically every single parent out there just went cringed and Mm. they just went, oh, my gosh, he's not going there. Yeah, we are going there. We're going there because we are looking at one of the issues that will impact your child not to be a healthy adult in an intimate relationship. 
talk to us a little bit about what you would advise for today's parents. One of the biggest things is, um, and it seems like such a counterintuitive thing for many parents to do, is to, where we can, and I don't like shooting on parents, but I think we need to avoid using screen time as a punishment tool. Because if there's a threat that you're going to confiscate the iPad, you're going to ban the gaming console, they will never come to us if they have been exposed to something inappropriate, particularly pornography, because they think that our reaction will be digital amputation. So really important where we can not to use it as a punishment tool. Um, You know, the research on punishment is a topic in and of itself, but we know punishment doesn't work long term. It makes you as a parent feel good because you've dealt with the situation. So avoiding using screen time as a punishment tool, um, we need to be keeping technology in publicly accessible spots. Um, It is very unlikely that your son is going to be downloading (laughs) pornography sitting next to you on the lounge. Or your daughter taking photographs in the the lounge room. Yes. So really being mindful of where the technology is. A really important thing that parents must do, and I don't mind what product they use, but installing internet filtering software on every internet connected device that your child has access to. And one of the often overlooked technologies where we know many kids are actually stumbling on or deliberately accessing pornography, it's the smart TV, the internet-connected TV that we often forget to put the the net nanny software on. So using a program to prevent or to minimise the chances. Now, I'm very realistic. You you must install that internet filtering software, but it does not mean your child won't be exposed to it. They can sit next to a friend on the bus, go to a friend's house for a play date or a sleepover. So we need to be having ongoing conversations with our kids. And I actually believe we need to start these conversations from around six years of age. We talk to them in age-appropriate ways. We don't have to use the word pornography, we certainly don't need to show them. I've had parents ask me what examples we show. We don't show them examples, but we start just very incidentally talking about public and private photos and public and private videos. And we reassure our kids, again, they're not going to get in trouble if they come to us, if they've seen some of it. But this is a huge issue. And the problem is no one's talking to our kids. I I hear lots of young people actually tell me it's harder to avoid pornography than it is to find it now which is just makes you realise, you know, how prolific this is. This is a really big one and I want parents to be brave. How do we have these conversations with our kids collectively so that what we're doing is actually doing with our children rather than doing to our children? Absolutely critical. So we often talk about with the fancy word is co-viewing or joint media engagement, but it basically means using technology with your kids. Even though you may not want to spend hours playing Fortnite, occasionally, every now and then, your child will love to show you, teach you a thing or two, using it with them. You know, occasionally when if your child has access to a smartphone and social media, sitting down and doing a screen audit with them. I'm not talking about sneaking into their bedroom whilst they're asleep or whilst they're at school and scrolling their device, but going through it with them and having incidental conversations. You know, what do you think that person mm. suggested when they posted that or wrote that? It's about us coming up and, and with strategies and ways to use technology together 
um, not having it, you know, as discrete little units in bedrooms. And that's easy to do, you know, given that we've got these mobile devices. So using it together, using it in a functional way, you know, a simple strategy I say to parents, because parents often say, I feel guilty because I'm on my phone. And often I'm using it to do the lunch order, to reply to a text message, to organise the play date for somebody. So a strategy that works well for parents, and it also keeps you accountable as a parent, so you can't sort of sneak off down the Instagram rabbit hole, is articulating, verbalising. I'm just using my phone to reply to a text message. I'm just looking up where I can order you a pair of board shorts um, so that kids can start to see that you are using it. Many kids think that their parents are sitting there mindlessly scrolling social media when in actual fact they are, you know, doing something purposeful and functional. I was um, on a train station a few weeks ago and I was waiting for a train and the whole platform Mm. was looking at their screen and straight over in front of us were these beautiful birds doing some amazing things and then a few butterflies flew past and I looked around and thought, whoa, absolutely not one of you saw that moment of awe and wonder and I think as grown-ups... Don't just sit there feeling guilty. Just It's something that incrementally creeps up on all of us and that we just, once again, um, our boundaries are, are things that we can tighten at different times, yeah. but we need to do it as a family. Yes, I have so many parents say, I wish I'd got on top of this early. So I say to parents, start thinking about technology the minute you hand your toddler your smartphone. This is when you start firm, consistent boundaries, boundaries around not only what your child can do, but also personal boundaries around your use. With parents, particularly newbies, thinking very critically about what we post. There's this phenomenon called sharenting. You are curating your child's digital DNA with every photograph, every every Instagram post, every video that you take. So just um, have boundaries. Don't allow it to control your life. And I think so many of us, because technology is mobile now, the boundaries between work and home life have become blurred. You know, we can be watching our little one do ballet practice or soccer and dealing with a crisis in the office, but we're missing being in, in the moment. So being a good role model, we really want our kids to develop a healthy relationship with technology and to see it as something that serves a purpose and is functional. Oh, just love it. I love it. So, Dr. Christy Goodman, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Um, and we will let you get back to your beautiful little <laughs> eight-week-old baby who I'm hoping your mum's done a great job with. And thank you for being able to show us exactly what the science is telling us, but from a real practical space as a mum who's in the digital trenches. Digital wellbeing expert Dr Christy Goodwin speaking to the host of the ABC's Parental as Anything, Maggie Dent. And the show's produced by Kim Lester with sound engineering from Anne-Marie de Betancourt and production support from Jane Curtis. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.